Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. In our culture, we often believe that intimacy and freedom cannot coexist in intimate partnership. They somehow seem at odds with each other. We seek intimacy because it gives us a sense of closeness, certainty, comfort, and stability. We often fear giving the other freedom because we're afraid we may lose what we think we have. Today we're going to be discussing how it's not only possible, but that it's actually important to have both intimacy and freedom in relationship if you want to have a relationship of a higher order. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help to begin to clear the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? I can't help but think, Karen, when you talk about intimacy and freedom, that really is quite a delicate dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in relationship it is. Yeah. So, is it possible in today's world? I would say that it's becoming so. Because in order to have both intimacy and freedom... So let me back up out of this question, first of okay. all. Okay. okay? I'm going to make some very general statements that I'm sure will irritate some people, but I'm going to anyway. Generally speaking, generally speaking, okay? Intimacy, or the idea of emotional intimacy, appeals to females more, generally speaking. With the word freedom, it's usually the masculine that resonates more with that word freedom, that it's a very strong compulsion for men in their masculine to want to feel free. I'm not talking about your sexual orientation. I'm talking about if you're a man in your masculine, okay, no matter whether you're straight or gay, or, or both. So. Um, it's interesting because when you have this general, I'm not saying yeah. right that women don't want to be free. I'm just saying, generally speaking, this tends to be the way that the masculine and the feminine value these two things. They kind of, to this point, have a little bit or a lot been at odds with each other, right? Yeah, that, uh, that really does set the stage because yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a fight. It, it, well, it sounds Sometimes. like direct opposites. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, intimacy yes. is close, close and warm, warm and, and secure. And very close. And freedom is the open road. Because these two things are at odds with each other often, right, between the masculine. So the feminine often will fear freedom because there's a fear of if you give the, the partner, and I'm assuming in this particular case that the person is in their masculine. Okay, so I'm talking about even if you're a female and you're in your masculine, that's fine. Right? I'm, not, I'm not talking about bodies. I'm talking about your, the energy you relate to. So if you're in the masculine and you have, and you are your, if you are in your masculine, the, the tendency is for freedom to be very important to you often. Okay? So as the person in their feminine, that is scary because the concept or the fear is, well, if I give him or them, let's just say, freedom, they're going to leave, right? Out the door, gone, right? And so a lot of the, the fear within the feminine is about being abandoned or being left by the masculine or the support or the providing or all that stuff going out the door, okay? Leaving for a younger model, whatever it is. Just fear around that, okay? The masculine, however, tends to fear being bound, oftentimes. 
for men in their masculine do not want to be bound like in a way that makes them feel not free because it it makes them feel incarcerated bound like they don't want that it doesn't feel good to them so when i speak of intimacy and freedom together it kind of freaks people out okay because people in the feminine because of the way that our consciousness has been and the cultural the cultural and lineage distortion patterns there's all this fear around freedom for the masculine there's all this fear around intimacy because it to them could mean be interpreted as binding or having to let go of freedom does that make sense that's the way consciousness has been so far so when i say intimacy and freedom together it often freaks people out however can you have both in a way that both are coming from a higher order okay that's what we're talking about today Make sense? And every listener is leaning forward and, <laughs> and, and, and waiting for your answer. Can we truly, yes. in today's high-speed, stressful world, yeah. have both? You can if your consciousness is high enough. Meaning, if you have released enough of your distortion patterns, what happens is that your frequency vibration rises, you become internally more complete, more whole, you have less of a need for an external validation of your completeness. I don't need you to love me for me to feel complete. Mm. Now, here's an interesting test. When you, the, the wonderful thing about intimate relationship is it's such an intense mirror for who and what and how you be. Okay? So you can say all these wonderful things about, yes, I'm internally complete, I'm centered, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel solid internally. Okay, so are you okay with not checking in with your partner all the time? Are you okay with allowing, let's just, I'm going to say, I'm going to use my viewpoint, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm a one, that for him to go off and adventure. So interestingly, I'm going to use myself. Part about a year into our work and frequency work I noticed something remarkable happened I used to whenever so first of all at the when Chris decided he wanted to motorcycle ride it kind of freaked me out he started motorcycle riding about like eight years ago Chris your husband Chris my husband yes thank you so my husband Chris started motorcycle riding about eight years ago and when he started that it freaked me out because I used to work in the emergency room of a hospital so I'm extremely aware of what motorcycle accidents can look like. And sometimes dying is a much better option than what happens in motorcycle accidents. Okay, so I'm aware of what motorcycles can, accidents can look like. So of course, um, there's this fear that I could lose him. Right? Here we go back to the sphere of, he wants to do this thing, and I'm afraid that he, I'm gonna lose him because, not because of his foolishness, but say somebody does, it's no mistake of his own, but somebody hits him, okay? However, what he said to me was, I really want a motorcycle because it makes me feel free. So in that moment, okay, so this is before we started frequency work even, I had to wrestle with myself. Is my fear of losing him greater than his desire to feel free? I really had to measure that. Mm. I was like, is it okay for me to just say no to him because I'm afraid? Is it okay? And I came to the conclusion that, no, it wasn't okay. Because if he asked me to do something, that, to stop doing something that I loved, so if he asked me at that point in my journey to stop moving forward spiritually, I would have said, I'm sorry, that's not negotiable. We're done. Like, li- literally, that's a deal breaker for me. And so 
in that same, so I was thinking, if the tables were turned, would I be com comfortable with that? And the answer was no. So I thought, okay, I can't ask him for that. So what I'll ask him for instead is, okay, if, I'm okay with that. If you could please let me know that you'll always wear full gear and that you'll take a lot of education so you can become a better rider, so you can be the most skilled rider that you can be. And, um, and at the beginning, please don't ride in the rain. Okay. So eventually, he just started riding in the rain when he had enough experience and enough skill and all that sort of stuff. And what happened was, whenever he would go off to motorcycle adventure, I'd always be a little bit nervous. So whenever he would go off with his friends or whatever, I'd kind of text him to be like, hey, how's it going? But I'm just checking in with him, right, to see how he's doing. For your sake. For my sake. <laughs> he's fine, right? I mean, he's out there doing his own thing. But I'm the one who's checking in with him to make sure yeah, he's okay, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like he can't take oh, care okay. of himself like oh, he's four. Okay. Oh. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> so, but what's really cool is about a year into, and I couldn't really help myself. It was interesting. I really had to do it because I felt, I don't know, better about it. But about a year into um, doing frequency work, he was off on a motorcycle adventure for two weeks. And I did not have the need to text him or call him. If he called me, I'd be, I'd, and I was available, I'd pick up the phone and talk to him and see how he was doing. But it was totally okay that he did not communicate with me because I felt internally strong enough that I was like, he's, he has it. He truly, he's got it. He knows what he's doing. He's having his adventure. Why would I try to get in into his space and try to control his adventure? He's off adventuring, right? Being a man. That's awesome. But your point is, you were secure within yourself. Exactly. That was yeah. the first time that I was like, and I knew I'd always wanted that, but I could never really do it. But after that year, I was like, wow, I really don't have to. And that's, you know what was funny, Dennis? I became free. When I stopped having that need to text him, two people were liberated. Him and me. Yeah. Because I no longer was governed by my fear yeah. of losing him. Right? Yeah. That's spectacular. Spectacular. Because then, now you've, right? Two people are free and it's really joyful then. Okay, so now, can you have intimacy in the face of freedom? Yes, because well, here's what happens. And I can say this just from my own experience. What's amazing is when freedom is allowed for both parts, first of all, we have this false idea that when we're in partnership that somehow we get, like, get to own the other person a little bit because that's what happens when we're close, you know? Like we can be in their business. It's like our right to be kind of in their business and checking up on them and doing all that stuff because culturally and lineage-wise, that's what has been the norm. You know, those are kind of the vows we take. Yes. Very binding, those Until vows. death. Do we part. And so. Yes. We start out in that kind of relationship. Yes. Clinging. Yeah. And binding the other. And binding. Yes. And that's interesting because that control is also a reflection, not only in the intimate partnership, but of religion on us. Right? The binding. There's lots of binding happening. And that's for another segment. And um, so what I will say is when freedom is allowed for both, because we're internally complete, what happens is, I did not expect this actually, intimacy deepens because both are free. So therefore, there's no stifling of the other, right? Because if someone's not really free in a relationship, yeah, they're in it. 
because it's like too painful to like disengage and it's kind of like a pain in the neck and you know and it's just like oh there's going to be all this drama and there's going to be like emotional fallout and then I have to deal with it and I have to deal with myself and it's just like no one wants to you know what I mean yeah. it's just a lot yeah. we all are aware of what that means and so we don't want to kind of just go there right but we even though it's not said it's like still stifled, right? It's like everyone's passion kind of goes down because it's being notched down by the other because there's a sense of control. Does that make sense? It's like no one's living at their full exuberance of life because that freedom is, isn't being permitted. I don't know if, I, I don't know yep, if I'm being exactly, clear about that. Exactly. So, but when freedom is allowed truly because I really don't have a need to control you, first of all, intimacy deepens because there's a lot more clarity. So I can be really honest with you. Not inconsiderate and mean, I said honest, yeah. right? So I'm really clear with like, hey, I'm noticing this about you. Is everything okay? Or this is happening with me. I just want to check in. Is that how are you doing with that? Okay? But it's not because I'm trying to get in there and control you and get you to tell me something I want to hear. I'm actually really just checking in with you to see how you're doing because we're both free. So it makes that clarity, that honesty much more crisp. And therefore, it's safe for us to be vulnerable, to have this extreme level of in, like intimacy with each other because there's no grab to try and control. Does that make sense? So ironically, the freedom that we have allows for such a deep level of intimacy without the need to control. And it's really difficult to express in words what that means, but it literally, for women who are very afraid of this type of thing, the safety that you have is so much more profound because you are complete in yourself, because you cannot be left, because you are complete. You can't leave yourself. Does that make sense? You, you can't be left. This is you, your higher self, pure source. This connection is so strong, really nothing else matters. You can't be left. When you have that, it's amazing. Does that make sense? So you feel safe no matter what is happening in the, right? So in the relationship, right? Like what he's doing is obviously relevant in your life and so on. But ultimately, the most important thing in terms of your safety, your certainty, your solidity, who you are, your completeness is established. Okay, I haven't drawn breath. Well, I'll tell you, that was, <laughs> that was extremely profound. And I mentioned at the beginning of yeah. that, Karen, that the, you know, the audience was kind of like, you know, how does she feel? Mm-hmm. Intimacy and freedom, are they yeah. compatible? Yeah. And so to hear that and to think that, wow, that is a possibility mm-hmm. and people have accomplish that Mm -hmm. and that's when you have those relationships that are extremely special yeah and it doesn't have anything to do with religion or vows or no you know it's outside all that traditions yeah it's resonating higher than that it's actually from a much higher order because both people are coming from a resonation where they are complete enough in themselves there's no need to control so therefore you both can be free and you can both be very very close and because you're both free here's the other thing there's no requirement to love the other so therefore when you give love it's truly out of pleasure and out of the joy of it that is a much deeper form of love than a love that's given out of obligation or expectation Mm. much higher and I, I think quite often when we go into a relationship mm-hmm. is there's some thoughts in the back of our mind, well, you know, 
um, she's got some flaws, but with time, I think I can change her. <laughs> I, I think I can make her a better person. Ah, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And so all the and no time, woman's ever thought that. <laughs> I just have no idea where that came from. <laughs> But but you know that you know so the here again the bottom line is the fact that it comes back to each each of the individuals Absolutely. is to do the work mm-hmm. because the relationship is really the opportunity to mirror absolutely and that's where the power comes from yes and if you can have honesty that you mm-hmm. were talking about earlier mm-hmm. if you can have honesty as you mirror. And mm-hmm. truly allow these things to come up on the table, because mm-hmm. I do have flaws. Yeah. And I have a tremendous desire to release those mm-hmm. and move through them. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got two people on the same page in that regard, yeah. that's quite a journey. Yes, because accountability becomes much higher, and it's very, very fast, <laughs> which is awesome. And you know, it's funny. The speed of the accountability is really cool when you are internally complete because you take things less personally. So if someone's saying this to you, so, and I'm just going to use myself as an example. So I, one of my distortion patterns, um, a heavy one, was I used to take things very personally. I was very, very uh, sensitive to criticism and judgment. And so when Chris would say something to me, I take it very personally, I get very defensive, and it was harder for him to have a conversation with me because I'm in this position of defense, right? I'm not really listening to him. I'm I'm defending I'm right, which is, you know, now when I look at myself, I'm like, oh, well, that's just where I was at the time. Okay, so here I am now where I am, and what's wonderful about this is as I become more whole and complete and he holds me accountable, it's not necessarily to him, it's to me. He's holding me accountable to myself. Does that make sense? He's like, here's your standard. Yeah. Right? This is the standard that you talk about, that you are, that you embody. Here's how you're behaving. I don't know if you're noticing this. Or here's what you're saying. Have you noticed there's a bit of a disconnect? And I'm like, he's totally right, actually. Yep. He's absolutely 100% right. Okay? And for a second there, I might have a hurt feeling or two, because I'm human. I'm like, and he's correct. Okay? Changing it. Right? But it's very fast, you Let's see. Move Let's move on. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, I don't have an emotion. Of course I do, right? But I get over it pretty darn fast because I realize, okay, well, there's an emotion. It's going to move out, and there it is, and yeah. off, right? And so that's wonderful, too, because you're not bound by your... I'm not saying everyone has the same pattern, but the emotions that we have, the hurt feelings that we can experience, all that stuff, all that self-judgment, low self-worth, non-deserving, all that stuff clears out because you've been doing the work, and therefore, the clarity of that kind of accountability can accelerate both of you so much faster because you're not in the bogged down by, like, you said this, and you meant that, and all that sort of stuff that kind of, like, money's things, right? And it's very human. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm saying it's normal. And my point is, when you rise because you've done the frequency work, that changes the game. It changes the game in terms of the relationship because it, it, it isn't the same anymore. It's not a personal thing, right? It's more about neutrality. I'm curious, thinking about your uh, day-to-day business as far as yeah. working with people, yeah. do you find it easier to work with just one individual and then allow that in the relationship or do you find it um, more beneficial and quicker to work with both people in a relationship or, oh, does, or does it make any difference? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I'm going to answer that in, in two okay. different ways. Is that okay? And if I forget to bring you this back. <laughs> that's my job. Okay, 
Great. So one thing I'll mention, it's a total tangent. You did not ask it at all. <laughs> okay. But we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> one thing is that I've noticed is a lot of women will ask me, will say to me, I don't want to enter into any kind of relationship until I've removed all my distortion patterns such that I'm neutral enough to be, find the one that I've been seeking, the ultimate relationship. I'm not making light. Right? I'm not making light, right? Because they're very committed to the process and they really want to, to um, clear their stuff. I want to do my work. I want to do my work. I'm accountable for me. I want to do my stuff so that when I come into partnership, that I will be in a place where we're both free, okay? Or at a higher level order, okay? So I'm not making fun of it. It's, it's very admirable. And what I'll say is it is not required that you do that, okay? It, you can. I'm not saying that you can't. And, you know, it's funny, when we have these interactions and like intimacies with people, we feel like because of the way our culture works, that we need to have a relationship that lasts until we die, okay? In order for it to be this yeah. wonderful, valuable the, relationship, the ultimate. the ultimate relationship, okay? All right, so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. In fact, it's wonderful when you find a partner. I've been very lucky, Chris and I have been together for over 25 years or something crazy like this at this point, right? So I'm not saying that there's no value in it because obviously I'm in one and I value it. However, you do not have to wait till that point, okay? There is a value in having relationship along the way. Now, how attached are you to the length of that relationship? Meaning, you can have relationship with someone hold your space, right? Stay in neutrality. See how you are with this person. You can learn a tremendous amount from a five-week relationship. You don't have to marry the guy. You don't have to be with him forever. You don't have to, what? You just, this is a good test of like, can you just be present without expectation? Can I just enjoy your company? Do, can we find, you know, can we find pleasure in this intimacy? I'm not even talking sex yet. I'm just talking about intimacy. Can we have pleasure in this intimacy? Can we lo- learn and grow from this exchange between each other. What can I learn in terms of holding my space? All that stuff is tremendous learning. You don't have to be like celibate until like you find the one, you know what I mean? You can, but it's not required because this will actually, these little interactions or shorter relationships are valuable learnings for you to accelerate even more so you can get to that point that you're wanting to of having that relationship that's longer. And even when you get there, right? You find this person you want to be with to stay present. Women have this terrible thing that we do and it's, okay, I'm not going to say all women. Many women have this thing that we do where we meet the guy, we think, oh my God, this is the one. And then we suddenly we're future pacing like three, five, seven years out. You know, we're just like in the future with him now, right? Because we're like, this is amazing. We have this connection. But instead, so we, um, you know, there's so much cultural distortion around finding the one and then being happily ever after and all that stuff, just be present with him every day. <laughs> That's it. You know, you don't have to future pace 10 years down the road. You can when you're there, right? But, yeah. but that way then you're just in the moment and in that exuberance and the passion for life together as opposed to future pacing. So get back to my original point. You don't have to have these these learnings, right? Where you get to be with someone for periods of weeks or months and you can, okay? You're going to learn something from him. You don't have to be committed to him. If you get together and you realize, geez, you know, I'm not feeling so great about this. I'm feeling more bound. My frequency vibration is dropping. This is not great for me. Exit. You know, you don't have to stay with him. 
right? You're just holding your space, and you're like, okay, you know what? We had a wonderful time together. This has been an amazing experience for both of us, and I feel complete with this experience. And we're done. That's all, right? And then you can continue to learn and grow. So now you're laughing at me because I'm, I swear to you, I'm coming back to your question. <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> you have you have no idea, Ken, what's going through my mind. <laughs> really? What's, what's, really? Now I want to know. I, I'm going to give you a completely uh, male perspective okay. of what you just said. Okay, okay. For, for the men listening. Okay, all right. You're looking for a car. To think that you can walk on the lot, drive one car, and for the rest of your life, uh-huh. that's it. Yeah. You know, you need to drive different cars, look, features, benefits, options, you know, what, uh-huh. what are you truly looking for? <laughs> now, you didn't enjoy that, did you? <laughs> what the? No, but what I'm saying is the same thing you're saying is that, you know, this isn't a rigid process. No, it's fluid. It's like, okay, you get one one opportunity. Easy, and that's it. Boom. Yeah. You screw it up, you're done. Yep. That was now, the one you Now you should punish yourself because you didn't do it right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, to free yourself from yeah, that. Absolutely. No. So I'm just, I'm just saying that um, you talk about the freedom mm-hmm. and the flexibility mm-hmm. to, to have that yes. for both parties. Exactly. And to give yourself a break as you're getting to that point. So you can enjoy being with someone else. And so we're also going to be launching a master class on this because this is, I mean, this is a lot of talk, yes? The thing is to do the frequency work so that you can actually hold the space so that you can have intimacy and relation and intimacy, intimacy and freedom in relationship, right? So it's the work that's actually really important and also some other frameworks to help you to understand so that you have some mental con- construct to help you navigate this. Like how do you actually hold your space and have intimacy, all that stuff. We would talk about that in the master class. So in any case, but um, what I wanted to also mention was to answer your original question was, um, is it beneficial to work on one person relationship or both? That was your question way back when. So (laughs) let's go back a few minutes. So to answer your question, it doesn't, if both are doing it, it is faster. It is because both are rising and both are accountable. It can be extraordinarily fast. Now, most people are not in the position where both parties of the relationship are working in frequency work. It, it, it isn't yeah. a common occurrence right now. It does happen, but it's not common. And so um, to have the opportunity is really amazing. And also, if you're just one in the relationship, that can have amazing benefit to you too. Because like I said in a previous video, when we talked about um, what's love got to do with it, even you doing the work on your own will have a significant impact on the partner. What, what I thought you were going to say when you were given that example of the person that wanted to wait till they had completed their journey, mm-hmm. kind of as far as releasing all the distortions mm-hmm. before they stepped into a relationship, I thought what you were going to say is that this person was thinking, you know, I know that where I vibrate mm-hmm. will kind of determine what I attract. Yes, and that is true. And so as I mm-hmm. go through this process mm-hmm. and, you know, and I can achieve higher frequencies and vibrations and experiences. Mm-hmm. I think just naturally I'm going to attract yeah. the other person that, you know, is at that level. Yeah, and it does happen. So what happens is that you will either attract someone who's at your level or someone who's very open to moving quickly up to your level. Yeah. So in either case, that's great. Okay, so 
uh, you don't want to like narrow the field entirely. Yeah. Or somebody that's higher, you know, than you. Th that you have a tremendous desire to keep growing. Yes. And you can see the potential and the opportunity. Yeah. So exactly. There's a lot of possibilities. There's tremendous possibilities. And staying open to those. Yeah. Exactly. So, very good, Karen. Thanks a million. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on intimacy and freedom. Intimate partnership from a higher order. Okay. Becoming aware of your solar plexus and your heart space. So as a note, this is a beginning GFC, okay, in the sense of it's an introductory GFC to um, a state that is um, much higher in resonation, okay? So in order to be able to have both intimacy and freedom in relationship requires us to be whole and complete on spirit level or very close to it. So this is a good beginning point. But please note that for many of you, almost all of you, you will need to do further work in order to have or be able to have both intimacy and freedom in relationship. Okay? But it's good to start somewhere. So, becoming aware of your solar plexus and your heart. And of course, the reason for this is because there's so much distortion around both the masculine and the feminine in relationship, and then what in relationship is. So, it requires quite a bit of clearing. All right? Lots of distortion patterns around this topic. All right. So, again, bringing your attention to the heart space and solar plexus. Taking a deep breath in for a, and holding your breath at the top of that inhale for a count of five. And whenever you're complete, with a single breath, releasing the air as slowly as possible out of your lungs and holding it out for a count of 
five. Noticing if you get uncomfortable with either the hold in or the hold out. Just noticing. Or whether both are uncomfortable, or whether both are easy. Good. For those of you who have completed that breath, no rush if you have not, bringing your attention to your xiphoid process right at the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. If you trace your sternum to its base, right where it goes from bone to flesh, it's a little tender on that fleshy point. That is your xiphoid process. Bringing your attention to this point, breathing normally. And as the mastermind is forming or gelling, please note for those of you who are new that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I'll be making sounds on my end. So you'll likely hear me exhale sharply or yawn, even though I'm not tired, or even hum. That's just how I remove the distortion patterns at this time. And more and more I'm working in silence as I access higher and higher frequencies. So just know that if you don't hear me, I am still working on you. Good. Now that the mastermind has formed, bringing your attention to that xiphoid process and to the ridgeline of your ribs, about three inches down beneath the xiphoid process, okay, on either side. So if you start your xiphoid process and trace the ridgeline of your ribs down by about three inches, and then cross over and join those two points in your imagination, you'll have a, a sort of a triangular shape here in the center of your body. Okay? Bringing your attention to this triangle, we're going to ask ourselves the following question to ourselves. And that question is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? Yeah. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very very center of your body. And as 
as you become aware of or imagine this space, at the very center of your body, please notice or imagine a brilliance that begins to get much more intense, more potent, because you have your attention on it. And this brilliance doesn't necessarily mean light. It can mean a blackness that is shimmery. It could mean tingliness, warmth, or whatever shows up for you. And as this brilliance intensifies, it expands outwards through all of yourselves. moving out through your bones, through your flesh, out through your skin, into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body at arm's length all around you. It's a sphere, by the way. And as you focus on the sphere, and more specifically, the brilliance within the sphere, it continues to intensify even more. And now please become aware of the space around the sphere. And as you become aware of this space, I'm increasing your frequency vibration at source level.
am I setting your frequency vibration at this highest point possible? It will enable the most efficient and effective GFC possible. Good. Bringing your attention now, please, to the top part of your brain, wherever that is for you, and your sternum, that big thick bone in the center of your chest. And just so you know, I've been working away on removing this first layer of distortion, which has to do with rule sets of how people should be in relationship. So these are passed from lineage, culture, and religion. They are very binding. So one of the ways you might express that is that you get very upset or disappointed or frustrated if people don't do what they're supposed to, whether or not you articulate it. In fact, you assume that they know. They don't necessarily know. So this can cause a lot of issues. Okay? So we're going to remove this first. Good. And now bringing your attention, please, to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So this first thing is that your pain body easily gets triggered in relationship. When you feel like a person could be lost in some way. Okay, either by going off with someone else or dying in an accident or whatever it is. Okay, early death, whatever. So we're going to remove this because it's uh, not particularly helpful. Good. Bringing your attention now, please, to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Yeah. So this is the distortion pattern of discomfort with or anxiety or fear or worry of the unknown in relationship. You never know exactly how someone's going to react. You don't know exactly what they're thinking. So we're just going to release this to give you some more ease so you can gain some space from these emotions, release these distortion patterns. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Still in your solar plexus. Mm-hmm. So this is the thought form or the feeling that is cultural and a lineage to some degree religion, depending on who you are, that you need someone to complete you. Okay? You don't. You complete you. Let's remove this. This will take a lot of pressure off. still in the solar plexus. This is the distortion pattern of the yearning to find the one who's like the one, the ultimate relationship, whatever that means to you. Okay? So, this attachment to it, this yearning for it, there's nothing wrong with this desire. It's when we become very attached to it that it becomes a um, point where we aren't surrendered, we're not neutral, okay, because of the yearning. So as a result, it creates more polarity within us, and it's harder to find the partner who would serve us the best. And for not only us, but would serve them the best. Meaning, the relationship serves both. Does that make sense? So, and that's when you're coming from a higher level order. Both are served by being in relationship. So let's remove this so you can have a little bit more ease.
Very nice. Bring your attention now to your xiphoid process and about three inches directly beneath it. We need to clear out and reset the pain body and integrate it into the new version of you because your pain body has a memory and it will run the memory of the version of you before this GFC, which is counterproductive. So. By doing this, very nice. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.